Welcome to the Social Ideas Podcast, brought to you by the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation. This series looks through the lens of those striving for a better world. I'm Pam Mungrew. Five years ago, from the organisation known as Social Incubator East, came Cambridge Social Ventures. The aim was the same, to support a wide range of businesses that positively impact society. Designed for passionate social entrepreneurs, Cambridge Social Ventures enables and empowers people to drive their businesses forward to create lasting social change. Dr. Belinda Bell is the Programme Director and Mark Goodson is the Business Advisor and Mentor. I asked Belinda why it's important for someone starting up a social venture to have the support of an organisation such as Cambridge Social Ventures. So it's our belief that there are particular things about creating a social business of one sort or another that make it harder to, um, to get off the ground and then to get to scale. Essentially, most people in the world aren't horrible and evil. And so if you could build a regular for-profit private business and also do good, then people would be doing that. Most people would want to do good at the same time as creating their business. But the truth is, is that it tends to be harder because you're trying to, um, there are additional costs in creating the social or the environmental impact. So very often, although not always, social ventures are somewhat more marginal. And that's why we think that they might need additional support. It might take them longer to get to revenue. Uh, there might be more complex partnerships. Often if you're trying to enact social change, you're on the kind of cusp of the private and the public sector, or you're engaging with a range of partners, and that's time-consuming and resource-intensive. And so we think that people who are building these sorts of businesses, there are particular reasons why they need additional support. What business acumen, what business experience do you bring to this? So myself, I've started a number of social businesses myself, and two uh, of which uh, that I started are still trading, one of which isn't, uh, which is good experience, of course, and then lots and lots of work supporting other social entrepreneurs. And this is really important because Mark and our other colleague, Karen, who's who's also on the team doing business advice, uh, we all have real lived experience of building ventures, growing ventures, raising investment, exiting businesses and so forth in the social and the non-social space. Um, and to my mind, if you really want to support entrepreneurs shoulder to shoulder, then you do really need to be a team that have got experience of doing that yourself. Mark, firstly, what is your, your business experience? My business experience is that I spent about 30 years or so working in technology uh, technology businesses, so electronics, semiconductors, software. Uh, that included starting my own business in my late 20s, uh, co-founding a venture capital funded uh, tech startup. Um, I then worked for a very successful Cambridge company called Cambridge Silicon Radio, which was recently acquired by Qualcomm. Um, and uh, after having done that for about 30 years, I then did a pivot, as they say, in startup world. And I went off and studied some psychology with the OU and then a postgraduate qualification at Oxford Brookes University in coaching and mentoring practice. So, um, as Belinda said, I've got quite a lot of lived experience of having started and run businesses uh, with different degrees of success. And also now, hopefully, some of the soft skills that go around um, working with ventures and supporting people to, uh, to have some success themselves. So how does your lived experience then inform how you work with others who are starting out? Uh, it's really interesting because I, I think quite a lot of it falls into 
business schools are really keen on those kind of quadrant diagrams, aren't they? And there's the one where you've got the unconscious competence, which is where you've done something for a long while, but you don't even realise that you're doing it or that you know it. And I think it's a bit like that, because sometimes you see situations that happen with entrepreneurs and you kind of know what they need to be doing, but you don't quite know why you know. You know, somehow in the last 30 years of experience, you've seen a situation like it. You've seen an, an analogous situation and, you know, you can help with it because you know generally how it's going to pan out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's something really crunchy that, that somebody wants to know how to do a cash flow forecast. Well, that's just teaching somebody how to do something. But a lot of it is kind of recognising situations uh, and also getting to the truth of what's the real issue behind the situation as well. What do you mean um, by that? Um, that sometimes a, a problem presents or there's some kind of issue that, that an entrepreneur or um, a venture is having. Um, and quite often, the, you know, it's kind of like being a, I don't want to overplay it, it's like being a doctor and diagnosing something. That somebody comes in with a pain in their elbow and it could be a myriad of things. And likewise with ventures that if they're, for instance, having a problem selling their product, then, you know, great, well, that's how it presents. But what is that really about? Is that about the confidence of the entrepreneur and perhaps they don't have the sales skills or confidence? Is it a marketing issue? Is it a pricing issue? Is it the way that they position their product and uh, what we talk about is the value proposition, things like that? So it could be a whole bunch of things. And I, I think that having some experience is useful in being able to, to kind of diagnose that. How do you help people manage their expectations? Because on the one hand, you have that passion and sincerity that comes from wanting to change the world. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, you have the ego that is necessary to believe that your product, your business or whatever can change the world and can make a profit, mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily every single one of them is going to be successful. So how mm -hmm. do you manage that? Mm -hmm. Well. Working with social entrepreneurs is particularly fascinating because like most entrepreneurs, um, they're really driven, but really to a degree much beyond a regular entrepreneur. So a regular person who you know makes tables for a living thinks they really care about it, but a social entrepreneur that's trying to solve a social problem, like they really, really care about it. And it's our job to try to support them in their ambitions to scale whatever scale it might be. Um, but we also have to kind of have a sense of realism. And people can definitely surprise you. But interestingly, with this question of, of scale, at Cambridge Social Ventures, we don't look purely for things that are going to grow really huge and this kind of talk, a lot of these entrepreneurship talk about exponential growth and all this type of stuff. Uh, because we don't think that the world would be a better place if all businesses were huge. So we want there to be social ventures that are huge and ones that are medium and ones that are small because we want to live in communities that have small businesses and big businesses and, and, and huge businesses. There's a right size for all the different ventures. So we're looking to help people if, if their target market is you know, young women who are out of education in Cambridge, then can they make a meaningful impact to the young women that are out of education in Cambridge, whereas if their target market is, you know, breastfeeding mums across the UK, then can they make a meaningful impact into that market? So scale can mean different things, and likewise the ambitions of the entrepreneurs can evolve as, as, as we go along. There's a thing as well about the depth of impact, so some ventures might have a really deep and connected impact with individuals, whereas some are going to have a much lighter touch impact, but with many more people. I think one of the things that is worth saying is that 
social entrepreneurs, A, they don't actually have to be nice people any more <laughs> than anybody else. Um, and they tend to, obviously all of ours are lovely, um, but they do tend to be very, very driven. But they also really struggle to get good feedback about the negative things about their plans. Because when a business person tells their friends and family they want to do something or other, you know, and their mum, you know, everyone says that's a great idea, as you would expect. Um, and when you want to do something and it's a positive social thing, literally everybody tells you it's a good idea. So unfortunately, it's or, or fortunately, I suppose, that our team are there to, to say, yes, you want to change the world in this way, but this idea isn't a good one. Because if people are really socially motivated, the last thing you want them doing is going along a, a blind alley. You want them to pivot, as Mark says, more rapidly so that they can find a better way of solving this problem. And so our role as people who are able to give advice that respects the social motivations but doesn't let that kind of make us unable to give less than positive feedback is really important. One of the most important things that you provide as Cambridge Social Ventures, of course, are the Social Ventures Weekends. Can you explain what they are and give us a feel for what they do and how you help people? The event's called Social Venture Weekend and it's about two and a half days or so long. It runs from early Friday afternoon until Sunday, uh, Sunday evening, Sunday tea time. And really it is aimed at people who are what we talk about the ideation stage they've got some idea for a social venture maybe they're not already uh, they haven't already started it uh, some have some haven't but but how do they jump and make that next step so really it's kind of self-contained weekend with everything people need to know to get a social venture off the ground and to move their idea along so some of it is specifically social so what are social ventures, things like social finance, what finance options are specifically available to social ventures, um, impact measurement. So maybe we'll talk some more about that. But, you know, one of our defin definitions of a social venture is that they have a social mission, which is central to what they do, and they formally kind of capture that. And secondly, that they measure their social impact and have a strategy for doing that. So we talk about that on the social venture weekend. Also, there are more kind of, shall we say, straightforward business skills. So things like sales, pitching, finance. Also, it's, it's a, I, I, think, I think one of the most kind of empowering things about it, and we often hear this, is that a lot of being, people have been working on this idea, this project, and they think they're alone. That, that, you know, that nobody will understand them. There's nobody else out, out there who's doing this kind of crazy stuff. So I think a lot of people are kind of overwhelmed to find themselves in a room with 50 other people all of whom are pretty much doing the same thing and in a similar situation. Um, so I think most people who come along to the weekend, typically we have about maybe 50 entrepreneurs come along to each one. You know, a lot of the value is out of what we're going to teach them, but a huge amount of the value is about interacting with the other entrepreneurs who are there and being part of a cohort or a peer group. Um, and there's a lot of value in that. And also the kind of off-the-cuff mentoring conversations that go on in between the training. You know, we do have some workshop sessions on things like Business Model Canvas, um, which is a specific tool. We have an hour or two where we actually float around and work jointly with the ventures. But there's a lot of kind of informal networking, mentoring goes on throughout the whole weekend. We run three a year. I remember the first one we had a good turnout for. And when it came to organising the second one, we really kind of thought maybe we got all the low-hanging fruit and there weren't really any social entrepreneurs left out there who'd want to come along to a second one. And then even more people at the second one. And as I say, now we've done about 16 or something like that. 
Mm. Um, Why do you think they're, they're considered so valuable these weekends? As I say, I think part of it is the fact that people don't realise they're part of a community. And about the first slide that we showed during the introduction to the Social Venture Weekend is one that's entitled, You Are Part of a Movement. And people don't realise that. They think that they're a weirdo working in their shed on some strange idea and how will it ever fly, basically. And as I say, to find out that they are a part of a movement and you know, there's a world out there of social entrepreneurship and the support for it and there's other people who do it and have done it successfully is, is really important. I think often as well, uh, you know, one of the things that, that we, we have to deal with is, is entrepreneurs who've got you know, the famous imposter syndrome that, that they, can't, they think, I can't possibly do this, I haven't got the right skills, I don't have the education, how can I do that? And I think, you know, Social Venture Weekend lets us overcome that as well. And the thing is, it's just great fun, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. It's just really great fun. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's amazing. And it, quite often, I, I've got to admit, sometimes... I don't know about you, Belinda. Sometimes I go into the weekend kind of thinking, here we go again. You know, it's going to be a long weekend. But within an hour or two, you start meeting people and hearing about the amazing things they're doing. And by the end of the weekend, you know, you're on a high. So, uh, yeah, it's great. Some examples Um, of those amazing things that people are doing? Well, I suppose we should talk. They are so varied uh, at Social Venture Weekend, but then some of those um, ventures progress onto our incubator programme. So we run an incubator programme that's about 12 months long for people who are a little more advanced. So very often they will have been to Social Venture Weekend, but normally sometime in the past because the difference is in the name really. When, when it's the weekend, that's probably because you're not doing this as your full-time job. And for our incubator, we expect people to be working full-time on their venture. So um, and so that might take, it might be six months after you finish the weekend that you're able to jump or think it's time to go, or it might be two years later. So we do see this kind of falling out over, over a range of time periods. Um, but then the ventures that we take in uh, to the incubator are similar in mix to the Social Venture Weekend. So we get some that are techie businesses you know, we were talking earlier, uh, Mark and I, about a business called Connectus that connects the carers and support workers and the family around an older person uh, through a, a, a tech-enabled device, which means that if you have a carer coming in regularly to your father's home, you can know what's going on with the carers and the doctor's appointments and all the rest of it. And that's a real problem that um, people experience uh, w- with themselves and for their older relatives is how do we stay connecting the different parts of this ecosystem that are supporting somebody and making people feel comfortable. So we have things like that. Um, we were also talking about Latchade, which um, is uh, an app that's uh, using uh, virtual reality to support uh, breastfeeding mothers. Um, and we've had a number of businesses that we've worked with that are in areas that are specifically kind of female-led. So we've supported Hearts Milk Bank, which is a human milk bank. We've worked with Amela Lingerie, which is an organic and ethical lingerie company. So we have had more than half of the people on all our programs are women so we have an unusual proportion of businesses that are focusing on women perhaps but that's because women make up half of the population so that's okay <laughs> yeah so occasionally we get actual products we like products you know yeah, um, but nice. yeah it's something we can see you know knickers chocolates <laughs> that kind of stuff um, but then it, it can be stuff that uh, that we really don't see uh, you know kind of we have an, a, an augmented reality virtual reality co-op that we work with and so the ventures are very varied in the work they do the the structures they're using as in the business models they're using and the scale at which they're looking to impact um yeah diversity and variety is kind of the the defining factor about the ventures we work with i'd say how do you measure success then 
So success is really difficult to measure in entrepreneurship or and particularly in social entrepreneurship because what we're not trying to achieve is a certain turnover or a certain number of headcount in businesses or a certain amount of investment raised. And those are the metrics that are generally used. On those metrics, we do very well. Our businesses have raised tens of millions of pounds of investment and they've employed lots of people and all the rest of it. But for our purposes, those are just kind of a means to an end. Um, so we're interested in how we know um, whether or not they're impacting the social change they want to see. And as Mark mentioned earlier, from at Social Venture Weekend, we do some impact measurement training and we do more impact measurement training for ventures we work with on the cohort so that they can say the kind of mental health of this client group has moved from this position to that position uh, or these children have learned to read or whatever or we've removed this much plastic from the ocean or this much carbon from the atmosphere. Um, so for the impact that we have, it is in fact a basket of apples and pears of, of different types of impacts. Um, and so quant stuff is quite hard to do, although we have reports where we're looking at the quant stuff um, uh, alongside qualitative case studies. Um, what we tend to see is that we have superstars at the sort of ratios you'd expect, um, but we have less failures and less business closures um, than, than you would expect in the kind of general population. Um, our view is that that is partly that um, social organisations are, are sometimes by nature cautious, and that's true in the sort of charity section as well, se se sector as well, um, and they may grow slowly and incrementally rather than sort of uh, growing quickly and then exploding or imploding um, but also some of them can you, some of the people who come to Social Venture Weekend will discover that a business model is actually not the most appropriate methodology and they would be better as a voluntary organisation or a campaigning organisation. We're big fans of the idea that enterprise and doing entrepreneurship differently is a big part of how we can improve society, but it's not the be all and end all. And the current sort of um, modern discussion seems to imply that everybody should become an entrepreneur. And in fact, we need people also to be strengthening civil society, to be in campaigning groups, to be doing voluntary action, to becoming politicians or whatever. And so some of the people who from Social Venture Weekend don't progress their ventures, that's not necessarily a failure. That might be a good decision to try and make the change in a different way. So. I think as much as our work is specifically in social entrepreneurship, we're interested in the ends, not the means, when it comes down to it. And so we're interested in enabling somebody to create the change they want to see the most effective way. And that may or may not be through growing a business, and it may or may not be through the type of business that needs lots of staff or the type of business that needs um, to raise lots of investment. That's just an aside from our perspective. You mentioned earlier that you are part of the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation. And part of the teaching of that particular organisation are the concepts of social entrepreneurship, social intrapreneurship, and social extrapreneurship. Yes. Before yeah. I ask you how you're involved in that, mm. can you explain what the three are? Yeah, sure. So this was a, a paper written by uh, my colleagues, uh, Dr. Stott and Professor Tracy, um, which is proven to be a really useful kind of framework for um, our students here and for people who are studying social innovation around the world, in fact. Um, so social entrepreneurship, um, as, uh, as we've described, is, is, is people running businesses for social change. Um, and then social entrepreneurship, as Mark was just explaining, you have um, people who are working in an entrepreneurial way, but within large organisations, corporates or whatever it might be. And so we think of entrepreneurship as a, a well-established term. And then we this idea of social entrepreneurship, how do we utilise the 
um, the resources of large organisations to create social um, change. And then Dr. Sartre Professor Tracy's addition was this idea of social extrapreneurship, which are the people and institutions that connect together the players in an environment that enable social change to happen. And we very much think of um, ourselves as individuals as social extrapreneurs and Cambridge Social Ventures is a sort of explicitly a socially extrapreneurial organisation. So we are able to connect together people who want to do social enterprise with people who are interested in supporting them and academics that want to research it. We connect together the resources across the university and other universities, but also in the finance sector, in the private sector, in the government and the public sector. So our role is a, a convening one to some degree, and we think of that as being extrapreneurship. So what does the future hold then for Cambridge Social Ventures? Well, interestingly, we've been actually discussing this because we are at our five-year anniversary and thinking, well, where do we go next? And um, we know quite a lot about how to do the direct work supporting social entrepreneurs that we're doing at the moment, but we really want to build on this social extrapreneurship piece um, because we think we can support people in the ecosystem who don't know the stuff we know so that they can themselves work better with social entrepreneurs. So we're thinking about how can we engage with maybe bank managers or accountants or lawyers, professional advisors, business advisors who are touching social enterprise but sometimes we know that when they come across social enterprise they're unnerved by it and they don't know what to do with it and they need a, a little bit of confidence building and a little bit of the knowledge and skills that we have to enable them to mainstream their support for people who are socially motivated whilst also being entrepreneurs. So we're actually looking at how we can expand our work somehow, as they say, upstream, which we hope will enable us to broaden our impact beyond the work that we ourselves can directly do by helping other people to do similar work. I think it's also important to recognise that what we offer and what we do has evolved quite a lot over the last five years as well. Um, so Social Venture Weekend, I mentioned we've done 16 of those, but certainly the content and the format has evolved hugely over that time. We really take feedback extremely seriously and after every event, you know, we see how we can tweak it and improve it. We've also spun off some other programmes now, so we also do a half-day workshop, which is a roadshow called So You Want to Be a Social Entrepreneur, and we've run several of those now and we'll be doing some more in the future. Um, we've got coming up in a few months an event which is for CEOs of larger social venture organisations. So actually, kind of what we've done has evolved quite a lot and is continuing to evolve in the short term as well as the kind of sunlit uplands of where we're going to be in three or five years' time. Finally, people are listening to this, they're thinking, well, why should I come along? Mm -hmm. How would you answer that? So people come to our door, and because this idea of social enterprise and social venturing not being defined, people sometimes say, well, how do you know they're a social entrepreneur? And uh, if you're knocking on the door of something called Cambridge Social Ventures, if you're listening to a podcast like this, you probably are interested in this field. <laughs> and we want to be really accessible. And so um, we have these really diverse cohorts, and I mean diversity in, in every sense. And uh, we, we know that change can be made in the world through people who are thinking these ways. And we're really quite friendly and accessible and open. So if you're thinking at all this might be your kind of thing, then just drop us a line and we'll happily respond and tell you whether or not it feels like a good fit. That was Dr. Belinda Bell and Mark Goodson talking about the work they do with social entrepreneurs through Cambridge Social Ventures. You can find out more about the organisation and how it could help you develop your social venture by searching online. 
And you can find out more about Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn.